Wow, guys, we made it to episode 10. That's amazing. Let's give ourselves a hand here. Cat four questions. Question number one. Recently, I came across your channel and I'm enjoying it. Two questions. Can you provide more context around letting the road dictate your effort? I said something like that in a video when talking about doing fartlek intervals, so fartlek potpourri. Okay, that's question number one. In these kinds of group rides, how can I learn how aggressive to be? I feel like I want to push things early, but then it wipes me out to be strong at the end. I feel like I should just sit in and wait for the end if I'm going to get faster. Thanks. So number one, fartlek potpourri is when you're going to pick some intervals that you have to do. You're going to go out on a long ride, three, four, five hours, but you want to put some efforts in. So I would recommend, you know, there's going to be rolling climbs. You might have a climb. Um, if you live in an area where it's just like, you know, rollers, pick some one, two, and three minute efforts that you want to do, or maybe pick some short range KOMs. The thing you got to be careful about is if you go out and do a max blaster at like three minutes, it might really zap the legs that you're not going to have a full one minute effort later on, let's say. Um, these are good days to train or test your capacity. So you don't have to go full tilt, but try and do 95% of your max number for three minutes. Then pick another one and do 95% of your max for two minutes. And so you have a lot of matches because in a bike race, you don't want to go full send so that you're totally wasted at the end of the race. This kind of correlates to the second question. Um, so fartlek potpourri rides when the road dictates your efforts. If it tilts up, go a little bit harder. If it's going down, keep pedaling, but you don't have to be jamming the gas the whole time. Um, time passes very quickly when you ride like that. Now in a group ride, when you're trying to learn how aggressive to be, ask yourself what the goal is. Like just to sit on the front and pull people to have people out sprint you at the end isn't really super beneficial unless you're trying to work on your TT skills. Like you're just sitting on the front setting a hard pace and it's motivating to you to have people behind you. Use the group ride to work on tactics. Maybe in the beginning you try and start a break. See if you can either, if a break goes, get in the break. Can you attack and bring guys with you to start a break? Um, if that doesn't happen, if it's going to end up in a sprint, like you you should be trying to get away from the group. Use the that dynamic to understand like how hard, do you have the talent to get away from a group. If you don't, if you're just sitting in the whole the whole time, is sitting in, you'll get to practice your sprint. That's the only thing you'll get out of it. But if you're just sitting in the whole time for two hours or an hour and a half to wait for the sprint, that time is probably better spent somewhere else and use training races and other races to work on your sprint technique. And because half of it is the watts, half is understanding how to surf the crowd and the people. But most group rides shouldn't just be one sprint at the end. That would be pretty useless. So make sure that the group ride fits within your training and then you'll learn how aggressive to be. Like what do you have to do to get in a break and what do you have to do to win the sprint? Um, so question, let's see if I missed anything in there. So I'd also say, you know, group rides only offer so much value from a training perspective. Sometimes you're better off just doing your intervals and saving the group ride as a social ride. Um, but if it is a high intensity ride, make sure you're counting that as a high intensity ride for that week. Okay, question number three. After listening to your latest podcast, check out the podcast if you haven't, you talk about progression. You refer to doing VO2 max workouts. When doing these, am I better off going all out on each one only to see my numbers erode or am I better going hard but able to do more consistent repeats? Last week I was doing eight by threes. I was trying to be consistent as possible. I could have went harder in the beginning but my later ones would have eroded substantially. 
Great podcast. Appreciate your insights. Thanks for listening. And so these are your, it's a great question because that's two different types of workout. One is working your max wattage, um, which is important every once in a while. Test your max watts. See how hard you can go. Let's use this example, three minutes. Um, the other really important one that is finally getting the, the, the love that it deserves is your capacity. How many times can you do, let's say 95% of the wattage? So sometimes, especially, I'm gonna put a video out with the other coach from Evoke by Craig about when we're talking about a power dip test, you're doing one effort, max watts, you're super well rested, let's see what you can do. Because then later, as the training calendar goes on, we're gonna use that number to have you do repeats of a certain amount. The repeats are more like a bike race. Okay, because you're never really in a race very often fresh and giving a one max effort unless you're doing like a track race or I don't know, race with your buddies or you're going out for one KOM. So the capacity is super important where you want to be able to hold 95% of whatever wattage three times, four times, five times, whatever it might be. So every interval session is not a max watts thing. Sometimes it's a capacity thing. If that's unclear, email me and I'm happy to talk to you more about that. Okay, um, and oh, the other thing is, when we say capacity, it's also repeatability, same same meaning. Okay, so number four. Hey, I had a coach one time and I wasn't super familiar with power and she would tell me to have nothing on my screen except for heart rate, cadence, and normalized power. I don't care what your speed is, she would tell me. Your target is X watts normalized power. Hold that for as long as you can. I seem to set some race records doing that. Now I'm back in the sport, I understand a lot lot more and I have my first in real life race coming up in a month. How do I set that target? This time trial is 33 miles. I know I can hold a normalized power of basically 200 for 16 miles. How do I get from here to there? So, I would disagree with this strategy. Um, If you are only following a power number on a rolling course, a time trial is just the opposite. It's all speed. So you wanna use watts to help you guide yourself so that you don't blow up in a time trial. And we have a blog about time trialing, Um, but speed is the most important thing. So where can you shave off seconds is not always gonna correspond to you putting out the most watts. Like you might have to dig and put an effort out to get over a rolling hill to keep your speed up so that then when you're getting, if there's like a downhill section where you might only have a 53 or a 54 on your bike, let's say you might be doing a Merck's time trial. I don't know the bike setup where you'd be better off saving the energy and aero tucking rather than trying to pedal a 53.11 and almost spinning it out and you know, you're not, get you're not you're expending more energy than the speed is going to make up the time that makes sense so i wouldn't just look at normalized power um also because you could be going way too hard and then coasting way too much and blowing yourself up looking by power think of consistent high speed it's really important in time trial you need to just when you do time trials enough especially if you do it on a course that you're familiar with you know those days and you're like i'm going fast um It's not just watts. Watts are super important, but I would look beyond that and start thinking in terms of speed. I'm not familiar with best bike split, but a lot of other athletes are and they've used it. Um, So I would check that out. It might be very helpful. 
So, Cat 4 questions, hit me up. Brendan at Evoke Bike, episode 10. Share it with a friend that may or may not be a Cat 4. And we'll talk to you soon. See ya.